Hey, you're listening to the Tech Execs Podcast. In today's show, we're talking about why you should create a service offering. If you want to scale your business and improve efficiency of your staff and ultimately make your clients happier, we've got a lot of great insights to share coming up. So three, two, one, let's go. everyone, I'm Eric Clark. And I'm Brian Schuster. And we are your hosts for the Tech Execs Podcast. So before today, before we get into the main topic, we want to talk about why we're doing this podcast to begin with. Yeah, so the first episode, we in this episode as well, we've picked some topics we thought could be useful to the community. But our vision for this is not being someone picking out topics and thinking about what's useful. We really want to be community driven because we don't see our jobs here as being storytellers and speaking and speakers. We see ourselves as consultants and today we are consulting with you, right. the audience. So after this podcast, we're going to come up with a couple more topics, but we are also going to open up channels of communication. Um, we are going to open up our email channels, Twitter, Facebook, whatever way you can get in contact with us. And if you have questions about how to be a better leader inside your organization, how to deal better with technology, if you're curious how to lead some initiative or there's some sticky issue you're not familiar with, we want to hear about it and we want to help you. Yeah. So we want to make it super easy for you to connect with us. So um, the easiest way is uh, email. Uh, we uh, want to hear from you via email. So email us at answers at thetechexecs.com. Mm-hmm. Super easy. Send us an email. We'll read everyone, we promise. Uh, you can also visit our websites at thetechexecs.com. There we're going to post show notes and uh, resources that we talk about on the episodes. So really, our goal is here to pick out the most interesting topics, the issues that you are struggling with the most, and help give you guidance to understand where best to go. We understand this is a hard area to deal with, and we are here to consult in the best way that we know how. So today on the Tech Execs, we're going to talk about what is a service offering and why should your organization consider creating a service offering for your company. So when you think about what it means to be a service offering or to have a service offering inside your organization, you may have a couple ideas of what that means. I think it's important to define first, what is a service offering? Yeah, because we're thinking between what actually is, you know, how do you offer, you know, kind of a templatized consulting to your clients? We've decided we haven't liked that term yeah. um, between the two of us. But really, when you look at what companies do, you kind of have your product companies that are offering a standardized widget to their clients. It can be a very complex widget, but they're selling the same thing to every client sure. or pure customized solution where every single person gets something different. Right, right. So imagine a scale and on one end you have a product uh, and products are very well defined. It's off the shelf. You go to the store, you buy a product. It is what it is. It's not customized. I go buy a box of cereal the cereal is in the box. It is what it is. Right. Now, compare. Now, but on the other end, right, is uh, of the scale, a fully customized solution that is different every time. Yeah. Imagine if you were going to Bain & Co. and you were 
going to them, you would not want a standardized solution. You are hiring them to basically come out with a management solution for your organization completely customized to what you are doing. You are looking for something completely unique to your organization. And therefore, you don't want the same thing. You want something completely different. So here's the thing about that, and this is kind of getting at the the reason why we're talking about this is because they don't scale well. Mm -hmm. Or at least the way that they scale is purely by people. Yep. And, and yes, you do have templates and things that you use over time, but imagine again this, the scale of uh, from a product, very rigid, well-defined, all the way to the fully custom solution. A service offering is the thing that falls somewhere in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when you're offering that solution, the reason why we wanted to discuss this today is because we've gone through this process several times inside our organization, offering different services. Yeah. And from a consulting perspective, the reason why we decided to move to a service offering is because we felt we were wasting resources internally. We would move from one client to another doing very similar projects, not exactly similar, different systems, different clients, but there were certain standardized processes that just weren't standardized. Like something as simple as when you log into a new client environment, what are the things you need to ask the client every single time? And we simply didn't have a checklist to be able to do that. So what ended up happening is we had to budget in extra hours every single time to handle these steps, budget in the hours and miss the deadline. And we realized there was something we were missing from this whole process. Right. We could have had a template and there could have been something better. But that isn't always the, the side you're on because sometimes you're not a consulting company, you're a product company where they offer the same widget every single time. But what if they're offering a SaaS product that does come out of the box neatly, but you have certain clients that are asking for customizations or they have certain special use cases and they're not really sure how to move forward. So because you're, you offer them the product, you have to come in and start giving them solutions. So for a product company that doesn't have a service offering to handle this, what usually happens is you get one of your engineers, your client success managers, or somebody internally to go and do a one-off project where it's like, okay, here's this client. We really like them. Go and help them. And you kind of build a solution for them and you help them off. If this remains a one-time thing, that's not a problem, but that's usually not what happens. What instead happens is you have another client that has a very similar request, but it's for their organization, and you create another one-off solution for them. So what you end up happening is you have product companies and consulting companies that are doing very similar one-off things, and they're realizing there's some standardization we can get here. Exactly. Right. And with that comes efficiency. And I think that's probably one of the things that I was most interested in when I was creating service offerings and, and actually I'm right in the middle of doing that again for some different services that we offer here mm -hmm. and uh, for the company I work for. Uh, but I'm keenly aware of all of the, the waste that goes into the fully custom um, projects that we do, professional services. And I want to cut it. I want to cut that out because I want people to be more efficient. I want to be able to deliver quicker uh, with the same staff more efficiently um, and the other thing that we haven't talked about yet, but I think is a really interesting part of this, is if you're a services company that typically does the fully custom things and you want to scale out more, maybe you want to build some partnerships 
and you need to teach your partners then how to sell what you do. Well, how are you going to do that? Are you going to just say, well, we do full custom, uh, this and that? That's really hard and kind of nebulous. But if you come at them with more of a packaged, uh, but not, you know, not too rigid, but you come uh, to the table with this service offering that says, you know, this is what we do. This is our methodology of doing this thing. And at the end, this is what you're going to get. That becomes really easy for your partners to go out and sell. So then it's a thing about scale. Yeah, that's a great point because the reason why you get into this in the first place, if you are an executive, you're a manager, is because you look at this and you realize there has to be some way to make this more efficient. Your best people are off either doing one-off service offerings for your product and they're not doing their main position, which is basically build a better product. They're just helping in these one-off cases. Or you're inside a services company and you realize your engineers are wasting time over and over and over again doing the same exact things. You realize there has to be a way to be able to standardize this. But one of the things we've seen, and I've seen this both working for a product company in the services organization inside that and inside a consulting firm, is that there's often a deep misalignment between what the sales organization is offering and what the engineers are capable of doing. Always a problem, it seems. Yeah, no matter where you go, they seem to have that. And the way that a service offering clarifies that is it basically defines the boundaries of what do my delivery people do? What do my engineers do? Client success managers? What are they capable of doing? And what falls outside of that realm? Because a salesperson, their whole mentality is to get sales. So what ends up happening is you get salespeople who do nothing but understand, you know, want to sell. That's how they're rewarded. That's what they get, selling whatever they can. And then they pass it over the fence and the delivery people have to deliver on whatever they have. Service offerings kind of requires the rules of the game, if you will. It gives a simple set of instructions of here is what we are selling and here's what we are capable of doing. And what it allows them to do is basically understand how do I know where the sweet spot of our organization is? How do I know what we sell really well? And what does the market want? Service offerings are as much as a marketing tool, marketing and sales tool, as they are a delivery mechanism. They, they address both angles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're able to consistently go to market and have a little bit more of a predictable uh, thing to go sell and arm your sales staff with. Uh, and then on the other end, when it comes time to actually get down to work, you have well-defined processes and things like that that help you accelerate your delivery and do a good job every time, right? So the quality goes up. Yeah, and that's that's one of the other benefits you get by going to a services delivery model where you're moving from either fully customized or fully standardized and moving to someplace in the middle where it's you have a template basically of how you operate. Clients have enough flexibility to answer the questions that they need to answer but standardize enough that you can get your engineers and your salespeople to be able to satisfy more clients, be able to go out and be able to scale. So instead of having two engineers for every client, you can have one engineer or one engineer for two clients. You know, you start getting into that expansion, you know, that, you know, getting on the curve of where you get the economies of scale. And I also think um, if you look at a service offering and where imagine that in your mind's eye the scale where we talked about product on the far end very rigid and then on the other end you had fully customized solutions and your service offering falls right in the middle 
Um, a service offering is another way for you to sell and market. We've already established that. Um, but think of it this way too. If you sell a service offering, it can lead to other sales on that scale. So a service offering, if you're able to kind of get your foot in the door uh, with whatever you're offering there, can go to more fully customized solutions, but it can also go the other way too. It could go down to the products that you offer. So it's really kind of going back to this uh, marketing and sales angle, a really good tool from that standpoint to help build and scale what you do as a company. So, so we've discussed why we're interested in doing this. We understand what we want to do here. Now it's talking about taking action. So if you are inside your organization and you're looking to create a service offering because you believe that you can get a benefit by being in the middle between this highly customized solution, this highly standardized solution into something that kind of meets the middle. What exactly do you do in order to take action? First, what you do is you figure out where in your organization you're currently underserving your clients through either your product or your consulting. What I mean by that is you shouldn't be creating a service offering unless there is some need and something banging on your door. And usually you can find this in one of two places. And we'll start with consulting because that's where we're most acutely aware. Namely, you go into a client and you're in the pre-sales process and somebody asks you, how long is it going to take for me to deliver the solution? And your engineers are kind of giving you blank stares. That's the reason I originally started getting into creating service offerings because I was very annoyed by the process of having a pretty standard product, you know, pretty standard offering that we were doing. Data warehouse build, I remember, was the first one. And no one would be willing to commit to an answer. Not one month, not six months. They needed to go back to the drawing board, even though everyone in the room was a proficient engineer. On the other hand, if you're on the product, kind of the signs are you send out your product, your sales are going well, but you have some of your engineers, your client success managers, your people inside your organization spending a significant amount of time doing one-off projects or trying to create some custom solution. I remember hearing that term a lot in my past employers where there was you know, a custom solution or a special product, and you realize that they're not building your product, they're building something else, and instead need to move over to creating a service offering instead. So that's step one. So the second point is to start working with your team to understand how you wish to go about the process of standardizing whatever work you have. As a consultant, it's relatively straightforward for our team because we understand our work day in and day out. We understand how to be flexible. We do not understand how to be standardized. So it's figuring out what are the things we are going to do every time we go to a client. What are the steps we are always going to take? And we begin answering that question. For a product team, you are asking a different set of questions, namely, what are we doing every time that where we now need to be a little bit flexible. What parts of our product are okay and have right. no questions, but where instead are we constantly running into issues where no matter how we create the product, somebody, a few people seem to be unhappy. This is the deconstruction phase of um, figuring out how to build a service offering, uh, identifying the things that you're doing over and over again and deconstructing those processes to be able to figure out how you can uh, standardize them. 
Okay, so we agree on the first two steps here. You need to understand your problem. You need to deconstruct it. I, of course, am somebody who is always has a bias for action, and I believe that offering some standards, you know, offering some service out to the market and getting real feedback is an important step. Yeah. And Eric, you disagree? No, You're, I would totally agree with getting feedback quickly. I think that's paramount. Um, you don't want to be in a silo and develop something that you think is going to be great, but then in reality, uh, you know, you've just been developing something that just doesn't hit the mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 a concern. So the quicker that you can test things out, the better. I just think simply, you know, once you're able to deconstruct um, your what you're trying to do, then it's time for rebuilding, reconstruction. And the part of deconstruction that I have done in the past is finding out what the team already excels at and then documenting that in kind of this matrix format uh, that shows the services that we want to go offer, the service offerings we want to offer going forward, and then the things that we need to standardize on both internal and external stuff. So marketing things as well as internal templates and tools and processes and people skills all of the stuff you need to actually go deliver that thing uh, is in the reconstruction phase. Mm-hmm. And I think the the great part about developing it that way and creating a service offering is that it allows you then finally to have this kind of this ongoing feedback loop that continually improves the process or pro- improves the offering going forward. So it never really ends once you have that defined. Your the market's going to change. Uh, the skills are going to change, the needs, um, things are just going to change that require you to adapt your offering. And because you have it documented in this way, um, you're able to uh, absorb those changes and go with the flow, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Because if you actually have a solution, a problem that can be solved by a service offering, that's great. This would work. Um, and we're coming from the assumption that that is the case. But you always start with, what problem am I particularly trying to solve here? Because there are certain instances where you don't want to create a service offering. If you have one angry white glove client that you're trying to keep happy, and no other client seems to have the same exact problem, that doesn't make a service offering. If you have a new technology that you want to go out into the world and you know, try to standardize when it's just not mature enough to standardize, that may not be a great place to go into a service offering. But if you are in a position where service offering makes sense for your organization, you identify what problem you're trying to solve, you deconstruct the problem to understand the elements that you are wasting time and energy on, and then you reconstruct it into something that you can standardize, productize, and scale into the future. Right. And you continually improve that over time. I would agree with that too. Perfect. Awesome. Hey, there we go. Hey, this is great. So that's some really great points about, you know, why you should create a service offering. Um, After having done this a couple times and uh, actually in the process of doing it now, uh, I can tell you just from personal experience that it has uh, made a world of difference in uh, lots of areas that we've already discussed. We're able to create a lot of alignment with our sales organization. Um, It also kind of creates a rallying point for our staff to be able to know and have confidence about what we deliver. And I think that's really important to getting buy-in from your staff is if there's more predictability that they can count on, um, the more engaged I think you're going to see them become in um, 
one, kind of owning the improvement of that service offering long-term, um, but two, just the ability to go and do that thing mm-hmm. you know, on a, you know, a very consistent basis. So I hope you found this really beneficial. So, hey, thank you for listening today. We, we really do appreciate it. I mean, you took time out of your day uh, to listen to us, whether you're in the car, running, whatever. And we are really thankful and grateful for that. Um, and you know what? We would really love to hear from you. So like we mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, um, we are doing this podcast for you. We want to drive these topics by uh, the feedback that we receive from you, the questions that we get. So uh, to do that, just email us at answers at mm-hmm. I promise we're going to look through all of those. We'll read them all. Uh, send your questions, uh, ideas for topics, uh, advice, feedback. You love this show. You hated it. We want to hear it all. Uh, and who knows, if you reach out to us, maybe uh, we can bring you on as a guest, and that would be awesome, too. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. So it wouldn't be a show with consultants if we didn't have a grid or framework to offer you to help you out with your job. So as part of this show, we are going to include the matrix that we've created to help deconstruct and reconstruct your service offering inside your organization. So go to thetechexecs.com slash session two to download that framework to understand what you should be looking for, what questions should you be asking, and what parts of your organization should you be examining to come up with a better service offering and ultimately serve your clients better. Awesome. I hope that provides value to you guys. Uh, You can also connect with us on Twitter at The Tech Execs. And be sure to visit our website for today's show notes and comments about the episode. Just go to thetechexecs.com slash session two. Well, thank you, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day. And we will see you next time on The Tech Execs.